fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? Hi. Hey. Hey. I'm doing really well, man. How are you? Still a little covid you know, obviously yeah. not contagious. I had a... You got to put the Mar- Marlboros down, Mike. Yeah, I had a real backslide today. I woke up real achy with a monster headache. Way worse cough than I've had in the past few days. Really scratchy throat again. This thing is just a... It's a mean, mean virus. Yeah, I've heard that about it. Yeah. I've heard that it's like a... Like actually a pandemic even. Yeah. I've heard mm. that too. But well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. You you do seem uh, you do seem like you're not as good as the last time as I saw you. I'm not. My energy's still there, which is what makes it weird. Um, but yeah, just still fighting stupid symptoms of this thing. And I'm sorry to hear that. Know, plugging away. Plugging away. Yeah. I'm doing okay. Yeah. Tell me more. There's nothing. There's nothing extraordinary. That's shocking. It's just. It's just normal. That sounds about right. It's know. just normal. Uh, quick, quick, uh, quick comment for you at home. Mm, listen up. We've had some comments recently that our recording volumes are too quiet. Well, turn your volume up. Okay, look, look here, you guys. Sorry for yelling in your ears. I know. <laughs> So there is um, some realities about recording volumes. Um, The type of microphone you use, you know, the setup you have, everything sort of dictates recording volumes. I am here to tell you, I'm here to promise you that... Well, you're here to host a podcast. our, Our recording levels are set to be to optimize based on the equipment we have to optimize the experience you have. So I have a suggestion for you. If you're listening and you're thinking, gosh, these guys are kind of quiet. I want you to reach out with your right hand, touch that knob and turn it a little bit to the right. Okay. I don't really care if we're as loud as other podcasts. I've, you know, I've listened, you know, I get these comments occasionally and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I'm listening. Other podcasts are louder. I promise you, I have done things to increase our levels. We've got some choices. I can increase the gain on our mixing board, but then we get clipping. I can use a digital um, booster like an amplification in post. But then we have other problems in terms Mm -hmm. of the audio. This is the level, based on our equipment, that I think you get the best experience. You will, you may have to turn this up relative to some other podcast. And and frankly, I don't think we're we're way out. No, uh, if you would be at 13 instead of 10. So so look, just turn it up a little bit, you guys. I promise you we have looked into this. We this stuff is deliberate. I what I have done is I have ordered a um, a device used to increase the gain from our microphones. Um, 
And so in a couple of weeks, we'll be screaming in your ears. I've ordered that. I've paid for it. I got a call from Sweetwater this week, actually. And they said, we think we're going to have these in stock in August. Please call me <laughs> if you want to cancel your order. So, um, look, I don't actually think there's a problem. Um, and, and if you disagree with me, let me know. If you're an audio engineer and you know more about this than me, feel free to give me a holler uh, because I admit I have no professional training in equipment, in recording, in editing. Um, and, and we exist by the goodwill of our listeners. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Totally. So um, feel free to hit me up if you've got some ideas. Um, at this point, I feel really confident that we're providing you the best product that we can, even if it's a little bit less different boomy than some of these other <laughs> podcasts we're not Nicki minaj though we're not bangers that's true we're not gonna be banging that's true and we could be <laughs> but you know you don't want to see that i don't even know what you're talking about anymore whoever does <laughs> so audio you, you know i should have given them like hey i'm gonna talk about audio just skip ahead People, we talk, we, we've gone way longer than this talking about way less relevant things. Yeah, that's, that's nonsense, but I don't mind talking about it at all. Sweet. Sweet. Are we going to talk about watches? We're going to dive right into it, it seems. Why don't we? Okay. This is five minutes. That's a good time to dive into it. To some people. (laughs) I find the sweet spot to be about 17. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure everyone at home agrees. Uh, so we are today. We're talking about a watch, a special watch. We're talking about the Rolex Explorer, and for people like us, for people like us, for poor man's, yeah, not porn man, poor men. So we're revisiting a topic previously discussed, and we're going to talk about the poor man's Explorer, poor man's, and when we say Explorer. We need to clarify, right? We're talking about the 1989 Rolex 14270. Mm-hmm. Really, that's what we're talking about. There are other watches that are being... We're talking about the Explorer 1. Explorer 1, but 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 really the 14270, yeah. right? The modern, really the first modern Rolex, I think in many ways. Um, I think... One of Rolex's most boring watches. But they're best. But maybe they're best. Yeah. So how can I, short of dropping 75 to 13 grand, get that On a used, no papers, no box. On my wrist. Yeah. I've got a couple ideas. Can we, can we get one thing out of the way? Prostitution is not an answer. Can, can we get one thing out of the way? Yeah, I suppose. We are not going to be talking about homages today. Obviously. And, and, and when I say homages, all of the watches we're talking about today are homages. But what we mean are really copies with a different logo. I think sh- there's one watch we're going to bring up today that kind of fits into that category. It's a little too close to home. We'll talk about it briefly because it's still a fantastic value. But we're talking about watches that are their own watch. 
Because there's lots, right? There's like Armida A6. There, I mean, yeah. there's a ton of Explorer 1 homages. That's that's not you're, that's not what you're here for. No. Go talk to, I don't know, Joey eBay. from Just One More Watch or something. <laughs> I don't know who reviews these things. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Google Rolex homage and you'll find one. Yeah, that's right. But that's not what we're doing. We're talking about watches today with our own merits. They've taken design cues. Many of them have taken design cues from the Explorer. But I take issue even with saying they took design cues from the Explorer. The Explorer is a very boring watch. It's a round case, simple lugs on a bracelet, simple dial. Can you really steal simplicity like that? Yeah, well, what is the what is the Explorer? I mean, I mean, so there's the aesthetic cues, right? There's those big blocky numerals, mm-hmm. Arabic numerals. But short of that, what is distinct about the Explorer? I don't think there is. I think what makes the Explorer special is the story of the Explorer, right? I think even Rolex knew it wasn't an especially unique or great watch, but they put all this ass behind it. It's going to be the first watch to summit Everest, such as they went kind of cutthroat and definitely lied about it. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely stretched that truth a little bit. They controlled the narrative. Yeah. Right. To create some... myth legend if, if you haven't checked it out check out our watches of everest episode it's one of my favorites that we've ever done yeah. fantastic there's a story there check it out so it created this this mythical thing this kind of mysterious exciting indiana jones feeling to this watch it's a professor who carries a whip and fights mummies and shit Right, that's what Rolex so did it, with it, the Explorer. Is, is your suggestion is your suggestion that it's not anything about the watch in particular that's discreet? It's what it's that we all know the watch, and by way of knowing the watch, the evocative sensation is such that we're able to put a point on it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I think that's what the Explorer won. Is I, I gotta say, I think I totally a hundred percent agree with you. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think I totally agree with you. I don't think there's anything particularly special about this watch. It's a three-hander. In, in some respects, I was thinking about it today and I was like, what's the difference between the Explorer and the OP? There are some differences, right? That and so so please, please don't send me text messages about or DMs about what the differences are. Well, we just got baton hands. Uh, the OP sponsors the Academy Awards. Okay. Right. So you can get an OP. You, you know, but really, when you get down to it, I, I mean, they're very, very similar watches, right? With Arabic numerals, we've got, you know, different styles of numerals, right? We, we, we have attributed certain features of the Explorer to outdoor sporting events pursuits pursuits right but i don't know that that is innate to those elements i think you're right i think and that's the weird thing to me an op 
is a sport watch. Yes. Totally. Yeah. But I can't imagine myself wearing an OP snorkeling. I can't imagine myself wearing, I can't imagine myself really snorkeling because I get sunburned and I don't particularly <laughs> like it. Um, but I can't imagine wearing an OP rock climbing. I can't imagine wearing an OP mountain biking or any outdoor pursuit. I don't think I'd wear an Explorer for any of those events either. Maybe snorkeling. I could take my Explorer there though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what, it, that's what it's for, right? Yeah. Cause that's what it's for. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same damn watch. Has some minor design differences, but it's the same damn watch. Very, very similar in, in so many respects. Yeah. But the OP is refined. It's a dress watch. And it's a dress sport watch, excuse me. And the Explorer is <laughs> your rugged Indiana Jones <laughs> professor who fights mummies. Right. I don't think Indiana Jones ever fought a mummy, so I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, uh, no, but he did. He was in he, that that temple where they, where the, they, where they yanked the, guys, the dude's heart out. Yeah. Kept beating. That's right. They were kind of zombies. Uh, they were alive, I, right? But they were bewitched and poisoned and brainwashed. They ate brains too. They did eat monkey brains. Yeah, <laughs> they did do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it is like the Alden Indy boot, right? It's mm-hmm. like you see it. it I, mean, I mean, the Alden Indy boot is not something I've always known about, but as soon as I knew about it, then I was like, "Oh shit, that's the boot you wear when you're whip cracking in the desert or whatever." Yeah, you're doing right. If really, when you're a hipster in Portland wearing $250 selvage jeans, but yes, but, but you could sure ship brand cattle wearing them too. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Have you ever done that? Uh, branded cattle? Yeah. No, it is a riot. It seems brutal. It's a little brutal, but it is super fun. Uh, I was, at a after party in college where a fella had gotten branded um, on his arm. And uh, he was in a lot of pain. Yeah. He, he was in a really a lot of pain. Um, a big brand on his shoulder. And I was like, I don't think that's healthy. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think people should do that. I, I'm not terribly sure we should do that to cattle, but... Uh, that's I, maybe another story. We're 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 tangenting. We are pretty hard here. Well, that's normal for us. <laughs> Plus, we started early. We're only at fifteen minutes. Yeah, we're fine. I heard a story once of this guy. He's at another college after party, and um, a dude was getting branded, but they branded too deep, and the brand was not hot enough. Mm. So it wasn't just getting a sear. Was this like a coat hanger brand? Yeah. Obviously. Um, so it starts losing heat and the it kind of starts melting mm. into the skin. Mm. So they had to yank it off and uh, it didn't brand him so much. It just create a huge burned hole mm. in his arm that is now just a big scar on his shoulder instead of a cool Superman brand. Brutal. That's what you get for branding yourself with a coat hanger. So, yes. Rolex Explorer. What is it? We've talked about kind of why it might be what it is. But in any event, you know, I think we've skipped around a little bit what it is. So for the purposes of, for our purposes, 
in picking a poor man's explorer, I think that there's an aesthetic Mm -hmm. and it's like pornography. I know it when I see it. It's a watch that you can wear in technical pants and hiking boots as appropriately as you can wear under a suit jacket. Yes, that's right. Not big, not no ABC, a, a refined, small, in my mind. Yeah, got to be small. In my mind, n- no bigger than 42, probably at God, the that's very big for me. outer yeah. limits. Um, dressy, like a high school student might say, that's a dress watch. Because um, it comes on a bright slip. Water resistance. Yep. I think sapphire. Okay. I'm, I, I'm okay. I accept that. I'm okay with not sapphire, but my mind goes to sapphire. So I don't know what you have picked in the way. I, I don't think any of mine are non-sapphire, but my mind goes to sapphire. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't worry about sapphire, but, but I think you're right. So um, I'm sure that there's some watches. So I, I pulled up actually kind of a lot of watches. And these yeah. are not necessarily my choices, but I thought we could kind of walk through some of these. These are options. things we need to talk about, yeah. right? These are watches that have to be in the discussion. Yeah, that's right. And and there's something to be said for, you know, I think that this is the moment where I have to take stock in my own dedication to sort of affordable watches. Because there was a moment today where I thought, well, the poor man's explorer is the explorer, Right, you can get into these things for if you if you really work at it, you can get into a fourteen, you, you know, a, a, a nineteen eighty nine Explorer one for six grand if you really work. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're cool with no box, no papers, you can get into them for forty five to five. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So I'm like, well, a Rolex Explorer is the poor man's Rolex Explorer. Oh, okay, that's and it. maybe that's maybe that's one of the answers is no box, no papers. That's super. Yeah. Uh, that's super anti our mission, right? Yes. That's too much fucking money to spend on a watch. Yeah. If you have one, God bless you. I've got a watch that costs about the same amount as that. Um, and so I don't chagrin anybody if that's your watch. And we could offload our collections, either of us, and so, and fund this watch. But I had to sort of take a step back and say, no, that's yeah. dumb. That's a dumb thing to say, Everett. So with that said, though, there are some medium high priced watches that are, you know, anywhere from a fifth to, uh, you know, a tenth of the price of an Explorer that you can get into. And there's some kind of, I think, some kind of obvious choices uh, just sort of run through some of these. So, so yeah. So, so first, it, it's not the Explorer. Okay, that I'll, I'll get over that. But the first and the most obvious one I can think of is a Tudor Ranger. This is recently discontinued. Yeah. My, you know, my issue with a Tudor Ranger, and and frankly, the reason I don't own one, they're too big. It's kind of big. They're forty one, forty one and a half. You don't see them on bracelets. Yep. Um, and it's different, right? Mm-hmm. This is it's more field watchy to me in in me the too. way that I the way that I see it. It feels more like a field watch than a dress sport watch. Uh, uh same, same. 
uh, you know, Tudor North flag, I think is, is a way different thing, but I kind of throw those things. Uh, I kind of throw those things together. You know, my, my Tudor pick for a, um, poor man's explorer is the black Bay 36. Great choice. Great choice. But the 41 too really sort of does the same thing. Mm -hmm. Does the same thing. I think the 36 is just, it mirrors that 36 size of the Explorer that like, that I really like. I feel like the Explorer 36 is the one. And I think that's maybe a point that we should talk about is it comes in two unique sizes, right? We got 36 and we got a 40. Mm -hmm. To me, the 36 is the pinnacle. Yes. Uh, I I think I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. If if I'm going to get one, I'm getting a 36. if we're if we're staying on on Tudor for a moment, I don't think that uh, you know obviously the North Flag and the Black Bay thirty six and forty one great choices. I don't think that either of those or any any of the three of those are the best choice. If you want a Tudor and you want an Explorer, I think what you get is the nineteen twenty six automatic. This is an automatic Tudor watch. I think it's an Etta. Um, 41 millimeters, 15.49 retail, yeah, two day, on Jumma Shop, yeah, for just under 1600 bucks, 100 meters sapphire, screw down crown. It, it's got it's it's big, 41 millimeters. It's uh, crazy thin, crazy thin. Sort of has a little bit of a like a Hellcat type feel to it from the profile, yeah. I wish the crown was a little bit bigger. I wish there wasn't texture on the dial. Uh, it, it's got that sort of OG Explorer <clears throat> waffle texture, mm-hmm. which, love it or hate it, it does have that. Um, Arabics at the evens, which mm-hmm. I kind of think is neat. Uh, this is this is my pick. If, if you're going to go Tudor, you're going to go sort of on the high end of anything I'd ever recommend on this show. This is the one for me. Yeah. Comes on a bracelet, too, which is, I think, important. Uh, yeah, and it's a great bracelet. Yeah, and it's a great bracelet, at least a great looking bracelet, having not actually worn it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, step left a little bit because I don't think I can go. I'm not gonna say down. Uh, my next pick in this price segment, worth considering, is the Triumph. Mm-hmm. The Monta Triumph is is I think one of the most perfect analogs to the explorer yeah. that there is um i think you're going to get really comparable experience with this watch you're not going to be able to get a white dial which i think is kind of weird that they have so many white dial watches um and no white triumph yeah. at least for now um well you know another- but you'll be able to get it in black silver or their uh kind of silvery blue for 1700 bucks Another great option, the the Atlas. Yeah. Yeah, which has a GMT hand, so mm-hmm. not a 300, but um, either of those are great choices. Yeah, and the Atlas is coming at 1950, and you're going to get the, you can get a white, a white or a black. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think really anything noble, Atlas, or Triumph coming out of Monta yeah. is, is going to be a good analog for the Explorer. Uh, you're going to get a very similarly finished value to you watch you're not going to carry the rolex at the 12 o'clock but you're going to get a swiss made excellent specs excellent finishing and you're going to be able to get everest bands Mm. 
I think that's a that's a a, a nice little uh, punch for Monta in lieu of Rolex purchases. You can get the same straps. Yeah. You, you know, uh, I, I think that not for Molly. I think that we can kind of set these watches aside, though, right? Because we're not really recommending these. No. These are too expensive for our show, right? Oak and no. Oscar have some options. Fair have some options. There's, you know, it, it, you get into that range and, and really your eyes get open. Uh, the sky's the limit. Yeah. The sky's the limit. But that's not what we're doing here. That's not what we're doing here. We're going to move on from that. Because I think that there are some great, some great, 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 great choices I've got one. Do you mind if I just sort of land it, man? Dump this out here. My first choice. This is a watch. Uh, this is a watch. So I'll just say, this watch I think hits a little too close to the target for me, and it's the reason I don't own one. And I think the same is true for you because we've talked about it on this show. Um, it's been a while, but the Bernhardt mm-hmm. Binnacle Anchor. Yeah, I think the black dial is. Fantastic. These a hundred available. Pre-order soon. I don't know uh if you can actually do the pre-order right now. Um, but you can do a black dial binnacle anchor. It's the three binnacle anchor anchor three. Mm-hmm. Um Bernhardt has just a terrific reputation. Um this watch has actual real end links now. Uh it didn't always, I don't believe. Um, like I said, you look at it, you know what it is. For my part, it hits a little too close. I think Bernard Hart is doing something unique in that world, though. Yes, they're doing homages, but they're doing really quality homages. They're not just pumping them out off the shelf. They're they're being really deliberate in their designs to offer you value yeah. with your kind of uh, feeling you, you know fred amos is the owner of bernhardt is one one of these og watch dudes right he's been doing this for forever one of the earliest micro brands that really sort of caught the eye of collectors um and i don't think that the bernhardt brand is really his main project i think he's doing a lot of like uh, special order, you know, so if you're a police union or, or something, you can get a watch from from Bernhardt, um, you know, sort of custom dialed, etc. So I think really that's the core of his business. But his Bernhardt branded watches are all fantastic. Also, I think they've got the licensing deal for Leisure in the United States. So he's got a bunch of stuff going on. Um, but OG, oldie but a goodie. Bernhard Binnacle Anchor. What do we? What else do you need to say? It's forty millimeters. It's it's all the things. Sapphire yeah. two hundred. <clears throat> oh 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 oh! Did you see this? No. Three sixteen L surgical stainless steel case. Oh, damn! <laughs> that's sick. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch one that's not a. I'm gonna pitch one that I think is a good alternative. The Hamilton Khaki Field Auto. It's a field watch. No questions about it. But it's a really refined field watch. It's got the polishing where you want it. It's still a field watch. It's got a great crown. 
It's a little more expensive. It's it's got that great day complication. No. The field auto? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking the king. Yeah, no, no, not the yeah, king. Yeah. The field auto. It's got 100 meters of water resistance. 620 CHF. I don't know how many money thousand that is. bucks. Yeah. I Maybe. think you can get these for less than that. Yeah, but this is so from the Hamilton website. Okay. You 620 can, you can CHF. A little bit more expensive option. Franks. Yeah. Franks or Franks? Fra- Franks. Yeah. I like Red Hots. Swiss Franks. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's it's the right dimensions. It's got the right feel to it. This is a watch that I wouldn't feel odd putting on leather and wearing under a jacket. Yeah. It's also a watch that I'd feel okay beating to shit. And it's a great brand, right? Hamilton's a great brand. So great legacy brand. A lot yeah. of value coming from the name, you know, all that stuff. Can I ask you a question? Do it. Does does brand heritage legacy equity matter? I think it does. I think. <laughs> um, no, I think that's a great choice. Is that, does that, so 100 meters of water resistance on that guy. Yeah. Sapphire. Mm-hmm. Does that come with the Powermatic? Ooh, good question. Um to look also it's 38 yeah so it's the 80 80 hour h10 auto right the h10 is yeah what they call it. the that, that's what they yeah. call the power yeah. um 80 hours that's same a, same exact it's a long right, damn guys. time you know i um i don't know if if the alpines that i just got is an 80 hour power reserve i think it's really fucking close because i went to put it on and it was still ticking and i don't remember the last time i wore it. are we going to talk about the alpines today no, actually, I didn't bring the Alpinist into the conversation. Okay, so so let's just... And re- I felt like it was just too obvious. Yeah, let's just really quickly say, the answer is Alpinist. Don't listen to anything that we said before this or after this. The answer is Alpinist. We're not going to talk about the Alpinist because that's boring. boring. But it's also so different. It is, and... And I think what we it's try- different. It's different in the in the exact way I want an homage to be different. Yeah, maybe. I think the Alpinist is an homage to the Explorer. It's it was it was a competitor. It was meant to compete with. And so when I say homage, I mean that in the loosest you know homages jargon. It's watch jargon, right? I don't mean it in the watch jargon sense. I mean it in the in the colloquial English language. It's the sense. accord to the Camry. It is. It is my my pick. Under a thousand bucks. Yeah, everything. It's got everything. It's so money. You you can get them with a, a rotating inner crown. You can get them without. You know, if you don't want that, it that is the one. That's the, the watch. The, I don't like the current textured iterations. Okay. Well, whatever. You you can find one you like. Yes. Oh yeah. You can, you will can will our editor in chief, the boss, hates the green. daddy, daddy. Daddy hates the green Daddy dial. hates the green. I think it's lovely. We had a fight today about green watches. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the answer is the Alpinist. Period. Stop. Get a Sarb 017 if you don't hate the green dial. 6R35 movement. Yeah. That was me blowing a kiss to I don't know what. My butthole. <laughs> I liked it. Okay. Moving along. So... But yeah, an eighty-hour power reserve coming in this in this uh, khaki field auto, and it says when you're planning an expedition, your essential equipment is reliable, resilient, functional, and compact. 
do me. And then it to. went in to say that, you know, it's all these things. And I, I would be inclined to agree with him. I still had so many watches on my list. Let's keep burning it up, man. We've got so we've got options. This is I, th- I think what what the the takeaway from this episode is is that the explorer is an idea, right? Yeah, yeah. it spawned this huge segment of watches, some affordable, some not. All of them, you can take with you, wear them, use them, love them, and they will not fail. Your body will fail before this watch does. Because the bottom line is, all the watches we talk about today are using 316L steel. (laughs) Orion. Hellcat. (coughs) Mic drop. Yeah. It's in the stand. And it's connected to a wire, but I would don't uh, don't drop it. I'm fig- figuratively dropping it. Here, I'll bring you one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I think another really good option. You know what's interesting though is I think the Hellcat mm. is sexier than the Explorer. It's sexier. It's way sexier. It's way less sport than it is dress. Mm. It's yeah. not a dress watch, not by a long shot, but it's it's James Bond. In one of his Kevlar tuxedos, he's, yeah. he's not. He he can go to a black tie event, but he's he's gonna go fight, you know, the enemies of the world. Yeah, it, it, this this is the this is the uh, explorer that like that sexy cigarette smoking, uh, uh, evening slipper wearing Italian dude designs. Yeah. You know, like with the cigarette hanging out, it's very elegantly. He's the one painting the French grass. That's who. That's what he's wearing. That's right. It's Leo in Titanic. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. Perhaps, perhaps. This is the explorer for. You know, it's a little bit more refined, Mm -hmm. right? It's for the hipster wearing the two hundred fifty dollar boots and two hundred fifty dollar selvage denim, and it's for him. It's it's the difference between like really sort of long Italian shoe lasts versus like American floor shine blocky shoe lasts, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you sort of get elegant. It does all the same things. It's still got that Goodyear welt, but it's just a little bit flowier, yep. a little thinner, a little sexier, a little sleeker. You, you know, Nick Harris He's an evil genius. Evil genius. He's. I think he might be evil too, though. Yeah, that's why I say evil genius. I'm comfortable <laughs> with that. I'm comfortable with him hearing me tell him that he's an evil genius. Anybody who designs a watch that requires tweezers yeah, yeah. to reinsert the bracelet is an evil genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tolerances on that thing are out of this world. Evil genius. It It, it is really enjoyable to wear. One of my favorite watches to wear. I've I've like many times considered going to your house while you're gone and taking it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's got two. It's it's got all the water resistance. It it does all the things. Yeah, y- you could do anything in that watch. You couldn't break it, Mm-mm. and it's just gorgeous. Really, sort of rugged looking dial. It's not it's not sleek. Mm-mm. Rugged looking dial. Fantastic. I love it. Yep, it's a Tesla truck. 
but way better because you're not going to be able to break it on accident. <laughs> and I bet it, I mean, you know, I, I shouldn't maybe say this, but uh, I bet if you broke his watch, he'd be mostly impressed and might cut you a deal on fixing it. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I bet he might because it'd be an impressive feat. Like, can't run it over to break it. And I don't think a running over is going to be able to generate enough force to damage the watch. I could break it. Godspeed to you, my friend. What's next? <clears throat> oh, yeah. I've still got like 11 watches to talk about. So, And I brought 30. Not really. Um, ooh. SESKX. Yeah. The SRPE55. You don't think this is a good analog? I mean, it's every bit as good an analog as the Tudor Black Bay. It is, but it's 150 bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. This this is our bread and butter right here. This has all the specs. It's got all the sex. It's got all the things. 10 bars of water resistance. That's 100 meters. Could be more. Should be more, I think. 11 and a half thick. 40 millimeter case. Sexy lines. Simple dial. I could have done without the Seiko 5 logo, but, you know, it's neither here nor there. I love four o'clock crowns. This, this for me, in the affordable world, the truly affordable world, this is it. It's not quite as well specced, but it's really damn close, and it's ten percent the cost. I don't begrudge you your choice. I think it misses in too many ways for me. Well, you can fuck off. I got a couple. Of, I got one that I, you're. Well, I have two that I don't think you're going to be able to argue with. <clears throat> well, why don't we talk about? I think my favorite dirt cheap micro brand that came out in the last year. We talk about the elephant in the room. You mean the GM Lang? Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, you, you know, you know, this is one of these watches that that's been featured in our last 12 episodes. That's right. <laughs> one of these watches that we're going to continue to talk about. This is really where this watch fits, right? Yeah. Sport watch elegant. Um, I don't think it quite has the elegance of the Explorer, but I think it's re- it's just close enough. The, yeah, I, I think that's right. It, it it doesn't do these things in the same way the Explorer does them, right? The Explorer's sort of blocky. Um, in fact, I would argue that this thing probably almost purpose al- almost certainly purposefully does these things in the same way that Monta does, right? Yeah, and and I say that without any. Uh, any ire this thing is really almost a one-to-one of the 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 monta noble case um it's bigger it's sort of i I think at one point we were talking and i jokingly called it the wario version of the monta noble so it you you did call it that (laughs) it's chunkier it's it's everything's a little you know maybe not a little less Er, everything is less refined Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it does those, it does those lines that the Monta does purposefully. So, so I think it's less refined by design. It is called the trail seeker. 
This is a field watch. I think it's less refined by necessity, but perhaps, but it's a field watch. It does all the dress sport things though, while still being a very purpose built field watch. Crown guards, 200 meters of water resistance. And just, it's 300 bucks. Is that how much it is right now? It's $295 still on pre-order. Um, I don't know when this price is going to go away, but it's going to be soon. And if you miss it, shucks. And, and it's a joy to wear. It is a, <coughs> a joy to wear. But if you miss it, bummer, because it's $365 MSRP. This is one of the best deals in watches right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Miyoto Movement. Sapphire, 200 yeah. meters. I don't know how they're doing Killer what they're bracelet. Doing. Yeah. He's going to lose his ass on it. That's how he's doing it. He's yeah. he's building a brand by way of a loss leader, which I think a lot of people have a lot of opinions about whether or not that's a good idea. Um, I don't begrudge anybody their decisions when it comes to this stuff. Uh, this watch, if it works, I mean, yeah. this watch is worth more money than this. Yeah, yeah. It, it should be. This watch should be four hundred and fifty bucks at the very least. Yeah, if, if he were to be using this watch to make money, he's not going to make money on this. Yeah, I'd I even, say he. It's it's they. It's, it's it, yeah. It's him. Yeah. And his, him and his wife. I'd, I I'd punch even north of four fifty for yeah. for this watch, ha, and that's after having worn it too, not just having seen it in pictures and read the specs. This is after having spent some time with this watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I wore this watch almost exclusively for like three weeks. So yeah, yeah. This is this is a. This is a killer watch. And it, like I say, it's the elephant in the room. This is the, the if we're going to skip the Alpinist, this is the affordable explorer. Yeah. Um, are you ready for my next pick? Yeah, I'm ready for your next pick. I'm ready. This isn't going to surprise anyone. I, I'm ready, Andrew. It's the Falcon 2. Yeah, that's the last one. The other elephant in the room. Size. It, it's in many ways fashioned after that original mm-hmm. Rolex Explorer, which is not really a Rolex Explorer. Um, this is the Everest watch. Yes. Th- 316L steel. Perfectly modern, though. 100 meters of wire resistance. BGW9. Actually, 316L bracelet, too. Um, 36. 9. 9. Nine, <laughs> nine millimeters thick. It's it's one of my favorite wearing watches that I've ever that I've ever had. With uh, even with its two millimeter domed crystal, it's still one of the thinnest watches you're going to wear. Miyoto movement, yeah. Just twenty to sixteen bracelet. Just and, and what those flat link bracelets? Four hundred bucks or five hundred bucks? Four ninety nine. And you can get the white right now. You can get the navy uh, and silver right now. Oh, but Andrew, uh, uh, they only make one watch. Mm. It's impossible because this is a 36 <laughs> millimeter case. <laughs> you guys. So maybe they make two watches. But you we, can get all of them. We love Lauren and Lorenzo because they're just so amazing. Uh, 
so amazing. Uh, th- they're just amazing people, right? They're fun to talk to. Yeah, but we, fuck them when we're talking about their watches because we're talking about their watches. Exactly. We have <coughs> zero reservations about saying this watch is so fun to wear. Yes. It, it's it's actually, I would say this is the only one of their watches, of Laurier's watches, that I would buy for myself. And, and that's not because the other watches aren't fantastic. This is just the one in their catalog that I know I would love to wear and I would wear. Yes, I no, I, I totally agree. I was tempted to buy a Falcon a bunch of times prior to the Falcon 2 release. Falcon 2 released and Falcon 1 sold out and I was kind of bummed. We got a Falcon 2 in for review and I was like, oh man, I'm so glad I didn't buy a Falcon 1. Yeah. I love this watch. The Neptune's great. The Gemini's great. Gemini, get it. Uh, have we worn... Did we get an Hyperion? Uh, no. I, well, I didn't get one. I felt like we had one. It doesn't matter. It's also great. I know it's great because I know what they're putting out. Yeah. They're not going to put out anything of any lesser caliber yeah. than what we've experienced. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I, I, I love that. The, so the Falcon 2 for me, the Falcon 2, the GM Lang are the elephants in the room in the Explorer conversation. You, you know, I, I pulled up one other watch. This one doesn't... Oh, I pulled up two other watches, and, and neither one of them fit, but I'm going to mention them anyway because I, I think they're I think they're worth a mention. W- one of them is very different. V- very different in, in terms of case. This has got trench watch elements. It's got like a big sort of square... Uh, have you seen hexagon the, case? Have you seen the Instagram ads recently? It's this company that's doing trench watches. And their Instagram ad is a guy wearing it with the NATO strap around his belt. And the tag is another way to wear your trench watch. I'm not going to even acknowledge any of this. I'll screenshot it. It's the most ridiculous ad I've ever seen. It's like, why why would you wear your watch on your belt? Also, that's not a unique... What? That's your marketing plan? Continue. Seals. Model C. Field Explorer. you, You know... It's different. You're going to look at it and be like, that's not an Explorer. That's not an Explorer. That's it's not, not a poor man's Explorer. A, a, it's, it's you know, up there in price. Um, but I, I think it does a lot of the same things. And if you want something a little bit different style, mm-hmm. Michael Seals does great things with finishing. His case design is about as unique as anything out there right now without being it's offensively modern. bizarre. It's super modern and innovative. The other one... The other one I really like, Astor and Banks Fortitude. Yes. Uh, m- more of an OP case mm-hmm. than uh, m- more of an OPK or OP dial than an Explorer dial. But you still get that very let's go do shit attitude. My last pick is the Citizen Chandler. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this another times. Another field watch. <clears throat> but I think that the quartz, right? Yeah, it's a quartz. I mean, it's it's eco drive. It's eco drive. It's got low water resistance, and yet, it's, it's a great pick. It's got the feel. It's got um, it's a thirty seven millimeter case, um, ten bar water resistance. It doesn't come on a bracelet. Nope. You mm. want to wear that watch on a NATO anyway. Yeah, but so you get yourself a Haviston canvas, and this watch is just money. You're not going to be able to do anything to harm this watch. 
Yeah. But again, a field watch. And I think the Explorer, the um, legend of the Explorer causes it to straddle the world of a field watch and the world of a sport watch. Because it's meant to be worn like a field watch. But it isn't. Not by a long shot. Even though it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fast, like, I, I think the story of the Explorer is just fascinating. And we've talked about it at, at you know, ad nauseum in our Watches of Everest episode. Hey, and have even, we mentioned that you should go listen to the Watches of Everett? Uh, Everett the Watches of Everett. You know, there is an Everett's collection inspection. <laughs> uh, I want to say it's probably like 112. Um, <laughs> check it out, you know. <laughs> But, our, you know, I think the Watches of Everest episode epitomizes that. That the Explorer is more than the watch. It's the story. It's even more than Rolex. If any other brand made the Explorer and still had any kind of ass, the Explorer would be the same price as it is right now if it wasn't produced by Rolex. If Tag made this watch... It'd be the same price as it is now. Yeah. Because of the story of the Explorer. Yeah, that's right. Final thoughts on a poor man's Explorer. No, we didn't mention a Smith's Everest. We should have. No, we're not going to talk about the Smith's Everest. And that's that. Yeah. Don't at me, bro. We're not going to talk about the other million watches that fit the mold here. Especially the Smith's Everest. Yeah, because it didn't. Summit Everest first. And other reasons. Andrew. Andrew? Yes. Other things? What you got? I forgot. <laughs> Real talk, though. I have another thing. Hang on. I gotta adjust here. My other thing is... From a brand called Rad Sports. Rad Sports. With a Z. So you know it's rad. It's a kayak hoist. Extreme. And it's not just a kayak hoist, but it's designed for a kayak. So, you know, just so you know. It's a hoist. It is a ceiling mounted hoist for your kayaks. So that they're not hanging on the wall. And ceiling storage is one of the most underrated storage solutions out there. What the fuck do you do in the ceiling of your garage when it's not impeded by your garage door? You look at it and you don't dust it and you lament the fact that you have mountains of shit in your garage. On the floor. (laughs) Yes. Use your ceiling. Build ceiling racks. But don't build so many that you can't do this. For those of you who have kayaks, or for those of you who think that you don't have enough space for a kayak, check these out. They're $31.18, which is a really weird price. They're super easy to install. They have a 125-pound weight capacity, which is far greater than any canoe or kayak if it's not like hand-hewn out of a chunk of tree. Right. (laughs) 
Uh, any modern, I've got an elephant wood kayak. Yeah, any modern <laughs> canoe or kayak is not going to exceed this weight limit. Um, it was super easy to install. All you have to do is pin a two by four or you know whatever size lumber to your joist to your garage. Secure the mounting brackets, thread the rope, hook it up, hoist it, and then make an anchor somewhere out of the way. Super easy to use. It's auto-locking. So even if this thing comes untied from your anchor, your kayak isn't going to fall on your dome. My kayak's been hanging, I don't know, I put it up a month ago. Hasn't lost any tension. Hasn't sunk. Hasn't adjusted. Took me half an hour to install and hang. Yeah, you did that in an afternoon. And because of the way the pulley system works, you can load unload, mount, unmount your kayak entirely by yourself. How long? So so let's say you want to get out the door and go shoot some rapids. I could have my kayak in the back of my truck in three minutes. They look great too. Super easy. Just super easy. Super intuitive. The instructions were really clear which is important for something like this because you're working on a ladder. Yeah. Great, great tool for those of you who are looking for a storage solution for your kayaks or canoes. You know what I think the biggest selling point on this, and this is maybe true of any kayak hoist, but the biggest selling point for me is that I've been in your garage, I don't know, 20 times since you installed that thing, and I don't recall ever taking note of the kayak. It's a huge, it's a 12-foot orange kayak hanging dead center in my garage. It's just out of the way, I guess is my point. It's out of the way. The cleat and anchor system is out of the way. It's it's money. Kayak hoists, people. Look look at what we do for you. It it works for anything long that you want to hang out of the way. Your ladders, your, take your pick. I mean, you can keep raising your eyebrows. It's not good for penises. (laughs) You don't know that. Hey, you know, if you got one that needs a hoist, <laughs> good on you. And don't. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. Me either. I've got another thing. Do me. So I, like most sort of people of my ilk, I guess, uh, have golfed, right? I have golfed in my life. I golfed some in high school. Like really not very much at all. I golfed some in college. My first career, there was a couple of guys that I golfed with just a handful of times. In law school, I golfed maybe 10 times. So um, by the time I graduated law school, I'd probably golfed, you know, 40 rounds or so. I'm just guessing. I'm just throwing a number out there. Not a good golfer. Like just a guy who owned (laughs) golf clubs who would go golf. About... A year and a half ago, I started golfing. So, you know, 38 years old. Started golfing um, and got into it. I'm into golf now. I'm golfing. I'm hitting balls at lunch. I'm Yeah, you are. <laughs> golfing a couple times a week, you know. You know, maybe, uh, you know four or five rounds a month. I'm golfing, right? 
Uh, and like anything you pick up as an adult that should be learned as a kid, I'm struggling. I, I'm not good at golf, right? Uh, breaking 90 is an exceptional day for me. Exceptional. That's a good day of golf for the record. Yeah, right, right. But, but I mean, my scores are mid nineties. I'm a mid nineties golfer, right? I'm a, they call that a mid to high handicapper. That's me. I'm not a good golfer. Um, I have been like slowly working on little things, getting better, getting better. I recently had what you might call an aha moment where I figured a thing out. And all of a sudden I went from, you know, if, if you're a golfer, this may connect with you. And if you're not, it won't, don't worry about it. But it was that day where I went from hitting my seven iron you know, 130, 132 yards to 155, 160 yards. It was snap of the fingers. It was just instant, right? I figured a thing out and I got it and it was like, oh, I got it. Are you using lighter balls? Right. I started using lighter balls. No, it, it's harder than that. There's no harder quick fix. Balls? There's no quick fix. You got to figure out how to golf, but... I found a YouTube channel and I think this is like so many things, right? This is going to talk to some people. It's not going to talk to others. That's all of our other things. I found a YouTube channel, a fellow named Sean Clement and the YouTube channel, I think is Sean Clement's wisdom in golf. And the way he talks about the golf swing, he's got, I think probably hundreds of videos and actually they get a little repetitive. He talks about the same things. Every video, no matter what the video is called, he's talking about the same things. But the way he described the golf swing, in particular, the release, you know, the release of the golf club, I was just like, oh, fuck. Wait, you let go of your golf club in your swing? No, you don't let go. Okay. It, this is the release, right? This is that moment where, you know, he's saying, you're not, you're not hitting here. You're hitting here. You know, the way he talks about it, if you're a golfer... And you are not like a crazy good golfer. Because I think like people who've got a really solid swing are going to see this and be like, yeah, no shit, dumb, dumb. But for me, a hacker who was really struggling with distance and just like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It just talked to me. The second I heard him start talking about this, I was like, oh, oh, all these things that I knew about the golf swinger that I'd been told about the golf swinger that I kind of knew but hadn't really connected. So many things connected, like, you know, rotation in the back and, you know, the pull-pull swing and, you, you know, w w whatever. There's all these little things that it was just like, ah, I've, I've thought I about got it. taking golf lessons right-handed so that I don't have any of my um, really deeply ingrained You can muscle. get rid of all that muscle memory. Yeah. yeah, really deeply ingrained muscle memory mistakes. So I can get rid of them. I've thought about that. I you, think it might be a good idea. You try it. There's nothing, nothing to stop you, right? You, you are strong enough on your right side that you could probably get to a place. I mean, I've played golf. I've played rounds of golf right-handed. Have I ever, I've told you about my friend Ryan, who's the PBA bowler, mm -hmm. who was my bowling coach. And then I, we bowled on the same team. And, um, this guy, you know, one day we're, we're out bowling. We're just throwing, throwing balls. 
And in a, in a practice game, he had a 279. That's where you get a nine spare in the middle of a game. Strike, 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 nine spare, strike out, right? So it's got to come in the middle. It can't come in the 10th. It, it could come anywhere, right? It could come in the second frame. It could come in the eighth frame. 279. And I said, Ryan, how many 279 games have you thrown? Because he was like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, how many times have you done that? Because he's really laissez-faire about it. He's like, well, I used to keep records. And I have, I haven't kept records in years, but at one point I had over 5,279 games. <laughs> and uh, it's just this moment, like, right, where, when you become an expert in something, you just do it so much. Anyway, the point it's of this... 10,000 hours theory. The, right? the point of the story is we bowled... Yeah, 10,000 hours theory, exactly. We bowled for a while on both Tuesday and Thursday nights together. And in the Tuesday night league, he bowled left-handed, 232 average. And in the Thursday night league, he bowled right-handed, 218 average. He's right-handed, dude. Interesting. Yeah. He's <laughs> just... You know, one of those people, man. I think you could do that with golf. You should do it. I'm wondering if it would help. Yeah. I mean, there would be a drop off, right? Or if there's enough strengths in my left or in my right handed game. Or in my left handed game. Do I golf right or left handed? I golf right handed. So I can golf left handed. I golf around. I'm wondering if learning left handed, going and taking lessons. Did you just ask me if you golf right or left handed? I couldn't remember. <laughs> You go for right-handed. Yeah, I go for the same handed as me, so you'd have to <clears throat> yeah. go get left So I'm wondering if I'm I'm wondering if switching and taking lessons on the other side would be beneficial. It's worth a try. It could be a fun experiment. Yeah. Andrew. Is there anything else you want to say about golf, bowling, kayaks? One other thing. Y'all need to go check out the EMG Odyssey. Pre-order is up on May 23rd. It'll end on June 6th. You're going to see a write-up from us on the website. Mm. You're going to see an audio review mm. both before the pre-order period opens. You're going to mm. see pictures. Check out the EMG Instagram or website. That's where they have all their pictures up of it. This thing is a banger. Check it out. Like 675 pre-order for a SW330. Yeah. Dual crown, come on. Hey, thanks Fuck. for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. Check us out on our website, watchclicker.com. That's where we have every episode of the podcast, articles. Evan Casper had a new one at today, banger. Check us out on Instagram, at 40 and 20, at watchclicker. If you want to support the show, this is the big one, you guys. If you want to support the show, you can do so on patreon.com slash 40 and 20. It's a huge help, you guys. All the hosting, all the equipment, everything. That's what we need to keep this thing going. If you want to support us, we'd love to have you. And don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.